0: Welcome to another edition of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dillon Thomas, and today we're going to talk about selective perception. Um, Please don't mind my dog in the background. Um, In fact, if this episode were interesting enough, you wouldn't even notice the dog was there. See? Um, And we'll talk about why in a second. So, uh, selective perception is kind of exactly what it sounds like. You select what you perceive, right? And it's a lot like confirmation bias, where... You know, you've decided what you believe about a thing, so anything contradicting that, you simply don't see, or you choose not to see. Um, so one example is uh, Princeton and Dartmouth, right, have this really violent, uh, I think it's a football game, and um, they show people from Princeton the footage, and they show people from Dartmouth the footage, and of course the people from Princeton are like, oh yeah, Dartmouth we're fouling all over the place, look at all these violations, and exactly the same with uh Dartmouth, um, saying, uh, Princeton is like the greater offender. They've had, you know, twice as many, you know, violations as, as, uh, Dartmouth did. So, um, and of course, both of those can't be true, but depending on which team you're on, you're going to see things differently. Um, and I don't need to tell you how that plays out in politics. I'll just leave that there. Um, but it, it gets, it goes further, right? So you can tell people, right? that they're drinking alcohol, right? You give them some non-alcoholic beer or something, but in the experiment, you tell them, oh, yeah, you're drinking alcohol, and then you give them, like, a driving test, or you just sort of see how they behave over time, and they act like they're drunk, right? Just because they've now got this selective filter on for, oh, I must be drunk, therefore I'm going to act like this, even though there's no physical reason for them to act drunk or perform worse on driving tests. So, um simulated driving tests. They didn't actually like put them in cars and have them like crash into things. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is a really powerful filter and it reminds me of this really cool, like concept on, uh, doctor who, Um, which uh, is a show I love, um, and I finally got to work it into a podcast, so yay. But um, anyway, there's this notion on Doctor Who of this thing called a perception filter, right? So that, like, aliens use to disguise themselves, right? So you might be living in a house that actually has six rooms, and you've grown up all your life, and are not realizing it has six rooms. You've thought it only had five, but the sixth room is there. You just can't see it because of this thing called a perception filter, which is this, like, sci-fi way of saying, even though... it's actually visible your mind just doesn't want to see it therefore it doesn't see it right and it seems like this crazy like sci-fi magic kind of thing but in point of fact there's actually a test called the invisible gorilla test Um, and what you do is uh, and you can find this video online just google invisible gorilla You're uh, given a task to watch a video and when you're watching the video, basically it's like a bunch of people in a room and um, they're passing uh, balls back and forth, like volleyball sized balls back and forth. And uh, some of them are wearing white t-shirts and some of them are wearing black t-shirts and you have to count how many times the people wearing the white t-shirts pass the ball back and forth. Right? That's it. Simple. So you do that. And then they say, how many did you count? And you say what you counted. And you got it right or you got it wrong. But then they say, hey, did you see the gorilla? Because what happened was a gorilla, a person in a gorilla suit actually walked through, stopped in dead center in the middle of the screen, looked at the camera, and then walked off screen again, right? This actually happened. You can watch the video. And here's the thing. A lot of people watching the video and trying to perform the task did not see the gorilla. It is actually an invisible gorilla because of what is effectively a perception filter, right? Your, your focus on the task is the perception filter. It, it, it prevents you from seeing something as obvious as a person in a gorilla suit walking through the frame um of course the experiment won't work on you now because you know to look for it but if you don't right that's that's how it is and a lot of magic works this way right a lot of it is sort of distracting you um and uh if you ever want to see a really good example of this there's an amazing film called uh, merchants of doubt which is about um pundits, right? On like, you know, Fox news or CNN or any of these like news shows. And just in general, like the, the, um, the sort of market of like, you know, uh, controlling public perception, but it's narrated sort of by this, um, uh, the framing advice of this magician who's sort of showing you like, this is how magic works. And, um, there's this great moment where he shows you how one particular trick he does works. Right. And it's all about like diverting your attention to this one thing he's doing while his hand is doing this other thing. As soon as you see his hand doing the other thing, you can't unsee it, right? As soon as he shows you the trick, you cannot unsee how he's doing it. Um, and that's how the invisible gorilla works. Like, as soon as you see, oh, right, there's a gorilla there, you can't unsee the gorilla. But it's just amazing how powerful it is that um, if I can just distract you just enough, especially if I can distract you where it's something you don't want to see, um, uh, I can I can sort of do lots of things out in plain sight and nobody's going to stop me. Um, and again... I'm going to just leave that there. There are tons of political examples of this that I could get into. Um, but I won't, uh, what I will get into though is kind of the reverse effect, right? So if you have a bias, you know, a selective filter around things, it can also make you see things that aren't there. So, Um, My uh, mother told me about this experiment back when she was at um, UCLA studying psychology. They did did an experiment. I think she was actually in the class when they did it, or maybe she heard about it secondhand. But basically, someone runs into the room. Like, there's just a, a class, right? Someone's doing a class. And all of a sudden, someone runs in the room, pulls out a banana. There's some kind of altercation with the professor, and then the person holding the banana runs back out again. And they ask the people afterwards, what did you see? And lots of them saw a gun, right? There was no gun, but they saw a gun. And again, I don't need to tell you, right, the, the linkages between that and officer-involved shootings, right, of kids, right, <laughs> who had a cell phone, right, um, or, or, or black men who were not in fact holding a gun, but if they walked into that situation thinking that black people or black kids even were something to be feared, then the odds of them, the selective perception of seeing anything that might be a gun as a gun suddenly skyrockets, right? So... Um, so selective, uh, perception can be really dangerous. Um, you know, not just really amusing, um, with, uh, experiments, um, involving invisible gorillas. So that's basically it for this edition. Um, uh, we will be back next time, uh, uh, for the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas. We'll see you.